Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 211, Rangers Real Talk, Lightning Collection QC, and Hasbro, recorded on February 19th, 2023. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Simon Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as b 47 I'm Chris, also known as Toku Chris. And I'm Josh, also known as Living Ranger Key. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Charles D., Chris P., Steve F., Steve M., Jacob P., Tyler W., Leland D., Charlie N., Brian M., Craig M., Liz M., Mason M., Steve R., Hassan A., hey, Josh P., Tyler B., Derek G and Teresa B for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash ranger command ph for all of the links for our podcast, including the Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash ranger command ph. I am joined by Chris and Josh. Thank you guys for coming on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting us come on to talk about toys. Heck yeah. I mean, toys, lightning collection, some Hasbro stuff. So we're definitely going to get into it. But first, we do have some comics news. First off, by the time that you listen to this episode, we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 105, which is on sale now. And this is a really big, awesome issue. The synopsis for this are new players are added to the board as the Power Rangers continue their frantic search for their missing Green Ranger. Meanwhile, the Omega Rangers have encountered perils of their own. Is help from one of the Power Rangers' most twisted enemies the advantage they need? Or are they being led into a trap? And this issue's already out. I read it. It's amazing. I think Melissa Flores is doing an incredible job. And this is the first time that the Omega Rangers are showing back up after the events of issue 100. So I'm glad that they're back in the spotlight too. Without a doubt, the Power Ranger comics haven't really missed a beat. You know, everybody has their own taste, obviously. But I mean, honestly, if you look back at the last 105 issues of the Power Rangers comics, they've been fantastic. Every every writer that's been Mm -hmm. on there. Uh, has been absolutely great. And Melissa coming on and, and basically writing the, the book during the 30th anniversary is just killing it. I mean, I, I'm getting really awesome nostalgic vibes from the comic yeah. itself. Like it's it's nostalgic to itself because it's going back and, and touching on those those threads that were started, uh, some of them all the way back in Go-Go Power Rangers. Yep. And that's it's just, it's been really fun to read. You know, I keep forgetting that it is the 30th anniversary. And you bring up a great point, Chris, to have... Melissa back and writing during the 30th anniversary. And I've said it on the, on the show before. And when we've had her on, this is the huge comeback for her, for power Rangers being like go from Hasbro and then doing her own thing and writing like the dead lucky and being involved in so many other projects and now coming back to power Rangers, it just, it feels full circle. And I really like she's touching on all these past events that are happening in the comics. And cause now the comics have been going on for six, you know, almost seven years. 
And I think it's really incredible that there's now this rich universe of the comics where they can pull back their own threads of, of stuff that's happened in the past. And that's exactly what Melissa's doing. The, the current enemy, which I'm not really going to spoil here in case anyone hasn't read it, the current enemy is such like a long ago thread, like you said, Chris, from Go Go Power Rangers. I was legitimately surprised when when this character showed back up. And I just think it works. And having the Omega Rangers back after the events of 100, and now we're seeing the dynamic post, you know, team change up and post Jason. I'm just really excited for the upcoming issues. Yeah, I think Melissa was like the perfect choice to take over from Ryan. I think it's just such a good mm-hmm. choice. Again, I just I love the fact that the comic is circling back one to touch and, and bring forth characters from the Power Rangers lore that have existed for 30 years on top of the characters created within the comic book universe itself. Yeah. Um, one of my pet peeves there for a little bit was it seemed like every every few, you know, 12 issues or so we had to introduce a brand new villain from a brand new part of the universe when you have you know, 30 years of, of universe building to pull from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm enjoying the fact that it's, it's, it's very self-contained this time. And I love that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Also one of the comics that I'm really having a blast reading and the new issue by the time everyone listens to this will already be out. Uh, but that's mighty Morphin power Rangers slash teenage Mutant ninja turtles two issue three. And I love what Ryan is doing with this comic. Dan Mora has not missed a single beat with the artwork for this series. I absolutely love where they're going with this. And I'm so glad that this is potentially Ryan's like last hurrah with, with power Rangers. And I'm so glad that he gets to do, you know, a sequel to one of probably the greatest crossovers for, for power Ranger comics. I think this completely outdoes the live action crossover that they did with, with Power Rangers, (laughs) but it's just incredible. And I'm very anxious to see how they wrap up the story in the following two issues that are coming out. I just wish there was more promotion for it. I don't feel like this time around. That's fair. Boom is marketing this nearly as much as they did the first one. And you have Dan freaking Mora doing the artwork. I mean, that guy's gone from he's blowing uh, go, up. go power Rangers yeah. to Batman and Nightwing and justice league. And yet I don't see anything from the only reason I know yeah. this book comes out is because Eric tells me, Hey, guess what? The, you know, the next issue comes out of this. <laughs> That's the only reason I know. That's the only reason I know. And that is criminal. That is yeah. a criminal thing to Ryan Parrott, to Dan Mora, to everybody involved in that book. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed that the marketing isn't there, but that's just me. No, I, I have to agree. Like, I, I don't think that this is nearly getting enough promotion, especially when you have so many companies cross over because, right. you know, at the end of this press release, it's like IDW, Nickelodeon, Paramount Consumer Products, Hasbro, Boom Studios, like where, it, you know, you have all these companies come together and it's like, where's the promotion? I think. They did such a successful launch for the first one and everyone was talking about it. I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about the sequel and I think the story is great. And they're even bringing out more classic villains from TMNT Baxter Stockman and the rat King and (laughs) all, all these like classic villains. And 
This issue in particular, Shredder is actually helping the Power Rangers and the Turtles just because he doesn't want to be the one that's, you know, on the sideline after Krang chose Rita. So I think it's awesome. You got Krang, you got the Technodrome, you've got Casey Jones becoming a Ranger. It's like, where's the hype for it? But I can tell you more about Power Rangers slash Cobra Kai from Hasbro <laughs> than I can tell you about Power Rangers TMNT 2. Just let that sink in for a little. Oh Don't get me wrong. I love God. Cobra Kai as a series, yeah. but Hasbro's <laughs> promoted that more than they've promoted this book series. And that I is true. Again, that is criminal. Especially with like how much they promoted the the first batch of Lightning Collection TMNT. Like I feel like that was pretty decent. Those are the best figures in the Lightning Collection, just hands down. Like the they quality really is amazing on those. Absolutely, I love those figures so so much. Yeah, and you even have more. I'm I'm not trying to spoil anything in the issue, but now you have like a whole nother set of potential figures that you can draw from this line. So mm. many, so many. Oh my God. So I'm I'm waiting for that. Like I, I think it would be amazing because it's like, come on, we we know the marketability of the figures that could come from this comic. And if they're already working on it, well, I don't even know anymore. And and I just reminded something <laughs> that I need to put in the show notes. <laughs> but no, like I'm so excited for the potential of new figures that can come from this series. And Josh, you know, you hinted at on the lightning storm, which everyone should check out. We're going to put the links to that in the show notes, but there's the potential for more boom studios, comics related figures coming out later this year. Yes. And I think a a huge way to promote this comic, even if they're just in the pre-production stages or, you know, the design phase, announce whatever figures are going to come from this comic as the comic, like get people hyped up for this. Like, Hey, if you're oh, reading sure. the comic, we're actually working on the figures from this new series and just show like those pre-production like teases show the 3d renders, you know, tease us a little bit. And I think for the 30th anniversary Hasbro needs to go big for live streams and, and just really promote the brand. And we'll get into, you know, maybe why that's not the case coming up, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think this sequel series is really awesome. And Dan Mora is actually going to be at C2E2 this year. And I cannot wait to meet him. I am trying to save up for a commission. I just, I think that guy is amazing. Hells yeah. Absolutely. And then we have one solicitation for May. I was actually surprised that there was only one solicitation for May because we do have the upcoming Ranger Academy series, which is supposed to be an ongoing. I thought that was going to be released for May, but they may have um, pushed it off slightly, but there is going to be that free comic book day issue in April, but there's only one solicitation for May and that's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 108, which goes on sale May 17th. Uh, in the past, Rita retrieves a mysterious vessel with one of her close allies who is shot to discover the vessel's true identity. In a chain of emotional events, the vessel himself will have to contend with where his allegiance will lie in the end. Will he be friend or foe for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Who do you think the vessel is? I, I don't know. I'm a preface. That's, I don't know who the vessel is. <laughs> There's a fan theory going out there, which I'm kind of in line with. I think it's Zordon's physical body. Ooh, that'd be cool. Zordon, as we know him, is disconnected from the morphing grid. He's in a time warp. 
So I think it's actually his his body. I, I could see that. Because they're essentially what they're trying to use the vessel for because he was able to grab the Zeo crystal. Mm. And they're trying to have, and if you've been reading the comics, they're trying to revive Dark Spectre. Like they're trying to find a vessel for Dark Spectre. And that was the whole thing that, that's coming up. And with these, these covers, it literally shows like a huge open mouth dark specter as the vessel is like falling in. <laughs> and they keep saying the only way that dark specter can inhabit, you know, a physical form to bring him out of his dimension or whatever is a being pure of heart. Just putting the pieces together. I think as twisted as Rita is, I legit think that it's the body of Zordon. That would be pretty cool. I think that would work. The only thing the solicitation kind of implies that the vessel has its own conscience, which Zordon couldn't be in his body and in a time warp at the same time. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and then this plays in the time travel specter, too, of in the past, Rita retrieves a mysterious vessel with one of her close allies who's shocked yeah. to discover the vessel's true identity. There's a number of different things it could be. It could be the body of a Morphin Master. It could be. Oh, yeah. The fan- it could be the Phantom Ranger. It could be. It could be Tommy again. It's Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Lord Draken. <laughs> the good Lord Draken. It could be Jason. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really fun if the vessel was someone that's been in the books this entire time and we didn't know it. Ooh. I think that'd be a fun play. You find out that, oh, snap. Maybe it's Grace. Ooh. Somebody that's been an ally for the Rangers or mm-hmm. it maybe even involved with them intimately into a sense is the Ranger Slayer. Because she's still active in this universe because she was working with grace that's true, true. yeah i mean it's, it's really it's hard Tim to all say. along <laughs> <laughs> you can't use the argument that oh well she was you know she was conflicted with the bow of darkness because even in the show's canon tommy right. even though he was under the sort of darkness still was able to grab the zeo crystal himself so you yeah. know tommy's pure of light or pure heart kimberly's last name is literally heart <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. So I mean, there's a lot of things. I do like that fan theory of Zordon's body. I just, I guess, there's a part of me that's like, man, I hope it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I we, we just, we just finished the whole <laughs> Zordon. Zordon had him. Like, yeah. I, I would like to get away from him a little bit and kind sure. of go towards something a little bit more. I don't know. That's that's just me though. That's just me. Yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. I'm sure no matter what it turns out to be, Melissa's going to knock it out of the park. So oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So that's it with comics for products, news and upcoming lightning collection just this weekend, big, big reveal. And I guess it's <laughs> like Josh, you said in your video, it's kind of like the worst kept secret, uh, <laughs> yeah. like in the, the inner circle for some people. But the only reason I know it is because I worked with another Josh, Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky jam, who did an interview with Jason David Frank last year when promoting the Lexicon convention, which uh, JDF has always been a huge supporter of and uh, really worked with the the people running uh, Lexicon, which I, I've been to several times. Great show. They really highlight the Power Ranger actors in addition to so many other uh, amazing uh, fandom uh, type actors. And during that interview, which we hosted on on Ranger Command uh, after the passing of JDF. Josh was able to share with us that interview. And then he's like, hey, Eric, here's the uncut version. Don't use this one. Like, so he gave me two versions, like his edited version, which I use, <laughs> and, and the uncut version. He said, listen to this one part. So I, I knew about this back in November, but didn't really say anything. 
Illuminati Joe broke it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there was that article, but we are getting a master morpher and they even hinted at it in the last power Rangers live stream, which, you know, Sam, who's unfortunately no longer with the brand, uh, we'll talk about some layoffs there, but, uh, she mentioned, uh, in her like kind of exit post on LinkedIn that, you know, she got to work with her childhood hero for his last project involving power Rangers. And now we know that JDF, basically gave Hasbro the idea for the master morpher in the first place, but he also recorded lines for it. Yeah. This is going to make this item. So like bittersweet. Cause it's something mm-hmm. I've wanted for five years. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited, but it's like literally a goodbye item. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it, <laughs> but like, it's going to be so sad when we do actually get to see it. And you know what? I do want to throw it there too. Cause I know the ship are like, Oh, leakers, leakers, leakers. It's like, I think it's really important to put out there and Josh yeah. and Eric, you guys can both back me up on this. We knew about this a long time before November. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I love JDF. He was a horrible secret keeper. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think like the day they contacted him, I think he was already telling people. So it wasn't, I mean, it was probably early summer last year. Josh back me up. Cause I know you and I talked about this, like right around the time I found out or was like, yeah, this is what I heard. Idiot. I want to say I've known since like July. I don't even know. It was, it was. Yeah. And I think you told me too, Chris, it was just like, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, cause it's, yeah. it's one of those things where you like, yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and the story of, of how it came to be was not right. Like all that yeah, also came yeah. at the same time. Like, and we just all kind of made that little thing where it's like, you know what, like that's not for us to break. And then after, obviously after JDF's passing, then I think mm-hmm. the majority of us came mm-hmm. together and said, look, we're not going to break that at all. Like, we're not going to leak it. We're not going to touch it. We're not going right. to tease it. Yeah. And then I will just say Joe at Illuminati. I can tell you right now, Joe's known for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This was not something he just got yesterday. It was like, oh, time to leak it. He's known for a very long time. And sometimes when there's negative press, out there on a company or a brand sometimes there is a behind the scenes push to get stuff out there to change the narrative into a more positive light right so do not think that this was a well let's just leak it for the sake of leaking it because right. who cares right. uh, there's it was more orchestrated and more precision based than that and and we'll just leave it at that so i just want to sure. make sure that no one's like giving yeah. heat or anything like that because joe was very respectful obviously joe and jdf were close oh yeah, yeah absolutely and so there's a lot of respect there and, and anything that comes out a lot of times this is coming out with intent. There's an intent behind it. So right. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Just so people don't think that people are trying to, because, you know, I'm, I'm clout chasing, click chasing, blah, 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 blah. It's like, come on. I get tired of hearing that all the time. So, yeah, same here. And I mean, that's a conversation we'll have later on, but I think that they were already starting to tease it. Like Sam wouldn't have said what she said on the live <laughs> yeah. stream, like related to what as show she's showing off the Dino Thunder black figure. And I'm just so excited that this is going to have his lines and that this is potentially the last thing that he worked on for the brand. And Josh, you're right. It's bittersweet. I'm going to buy at least two of these Heck at yeah. least. Yeah. This is going to be a hot ticket item also due to the fact that, you know, unfortunately JDF is not here anymore, but I'm excited for getting all those coins officially because people have been like making 
replicas of these for a long time. They've customized coins. They've converted the legacy version of the Morpher to make Master Morphers. Like ever since this came out five years ago in Dimensions in Danger, people have been clamoring for this. And a lot of people hope that that would have been one of Bandai's last products before they lost the license. But I'm glad Hasbro's finally doing it. But the fact that JDF had to give them the idea to do it, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like totally on brand for them. I think at this it point. sounds like from uh, like the little clip that Josh did release from his interview yeah. that they were probably going to be doing another one of those like movie inspired morphers for the White Ranger. At least that was probably the original plan based on right. what he said. Yeah. And then they decided to, you know, where he pushed them to do this. But <laughs> it's just funny how many uh, people I've seen buy the the Pink Ranger Morpher when it's been on sale at GameStop to turn into a Master Morpher. I've seen that a lot. So there's obviously the market for this thing that people really, really, really want. So to piggyback on that, like how and this is not meant to be completely negative, but how right. how embarrassing does it have to be for someone on the brand to basically have the actor come out? you know obviously post-mortem i guess but, right and basically be like you didn't even come up with this idea i had to give you this idea you were just kind of yeah. you just want to do a run-of-the-mill like white ranger morpher that's already been done and why don't you give the fans something new something that they actually want why don't you give them this yeah like to me i'm just it's it's frustrating because it shows a disconnect at a level in that brand and mm-hmm. in terms of product development that it's just like yeah someone's just literally running through the course that's all they're doing yeah oh let's make the morphers okay what colors are in the movies okay let's just go ahead and do that let's just copy what bandai did i mean that's tommy's 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 popular so we'll make sure his lands in the 30th anniversary and we'll call it a 30th anniversary pro i mean literally running through the motions and that's the part that gets aggravating for me because it's like Mm -hmm. you know what like every single one of us if if hazard would come up and like hey what are five products that you would love give us a role play item give us a figure give us a a a zap sword i guarantee you on a role play item almost everybody would come up and probably say master more at least at least a good handful so why did it take the actor having to be like no i will not do your white ranger movie morpher but i will do a like you know like a a lightning collection master morpher why does it take him having to come out to do that for them to be like oh man oh man (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) but to that point Look, Bandai and and Saban, you had fans in the Power Force, and I think there's something to be said that you literally had a free marketing team with, you know, big fans. Why not get the fans together? Like, do a fan poll. Uh, Because Transformers, they've had tons of fan polls that influence product. Chris, I mean, is that is that correct? Like Hasbro's done something like that before, right? Yeah, they've they've done fan polls for Transformers and they've done it for like uh, Marvel Legends stuff. The the thing about the fan polls, though, is that, you know, it's presented like, hey, vote for your favorite and we'll make it a toy. But the obvious the obvious truth behind it is, is they've already come up with plans for toys for all of those things. (laughs) Oh, sure. Sure. You're just picking which one they release first, essentially is what it is. Yeah. Um, The one thing with with Bondi that was a little bit different, at least as far as I'm concerned, is. Uh, a lot of the marketers, because keep in mind, Bondi didn't really have, they had, they really had one guy yeah. doing development. <laughs> Everybody else was a marketer, like Greg and Brihan and all them, but they were marketers. Um, and the guy that did the legacies actually, or at least he was uh, part of uh, Hasbro now, but there was a relationship that they created with 
members in the community. Like you had yeah. the power force, obviously, yes, but you also had interpersonal relationships. Right. They felt like it was easily something they could do to reach out to to me or to reach out to Bruno or to reach out to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whoever else is out out there on the uh, West Coast to be like, hey, what do you think of this? Because I remember sitting there one time with Greg at San Diego Comic Con early mm-hmm. on, and he was like. What do you think we should do for legacy? And this is not me taking credit. I want to throw this out. This is not me taking credit because I understand this thing takes 18 to 24 months to develop and release. Yeah. And so the time frame doesn't, doesn't match. But I looked at him. I said, why don't you do like a legacy communicator? I mean, people always buy the stupid watches or whatever. Why don't you do that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> next year it came out. I'm not taking credit for it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was, I mean, Greg's come out and basically said like it was, it was fan push that got them to eventually move into Zio mm-hmm. uh, with the Bondi legacy items to go and do the Morpher and the, the golden power staff. Like that was fan push and fan feedback that got them to do that and hasbro pulse is always saying like i mean on their streams they're like oh yeah we, we listen to fans you know stay up to date on social media blah 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 so right. but they, are you and do they yeah sorry but, i mean that's i mean that's just aside the point but i mean yeah the more you dig into it the deeper you go it almost feels like the more I don't want to say depressing, but the more like discouraging it gets to be mm-hmm. like, oh, absolutely. Because once again, and and it's been said many times in the past, and people hate this phrase, but it's true, is that no one cares about the brand as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, always. They really don't. Your love, Eric, for SPD Shadow Ranger. My love for Zeo Gold Ranger. Josh, your love for for Ranger Keys. There is nobody except maybe Bandai Japan who shares that <laughs> same amount of love for the thing you love. Yeah. So at Hasbro, there's, and you have to remember, like, there's people that work there um, that didn't get hired specifically for the Power Rangers brand. All of these people, all these key um, employees were working other brands and got shifted into it. Right. Right. And Transformers is a 40-year project. G.I. Joe is a 40-year project. Star Wars is almost a 50-year project. Marvel is, you know, a 70-year project. These are projects that and brands that people have literally grown up loving and and yeah. idolizing and old enough to be like wow i want to join hasbro so i can make transformer toys and they do i will guarantee you there's not a soul on in hasbro that grew up saying i want to make power ranger toys and now i have the opportunity to and when you're missing that type of fan like passion growing up and being like hey i'm a diehard like i'm a diehard into it yes that can be dangerous but when you don't have that diehard fan that's like, hey, wait a second, that Green Ranger is supposed to have white diamonds behind the shield or need to put paint on the neck. That doesn't look right. You know, if you don't have the paint on the neck, it doesn't work. That's when these mistakes go through, I think. And we're going to talk about that in the quality part. But yeah, but yeah I've got way off topic. I'm sorry. I'm way off course. No, no, no. But, you know, that's part of it. That's part of this whole conversation is that what's frustrating to me and I bring it up only because they were part of Hasbro at one time and Jason Bischoff. Melissa Flores and granted they have, they have moved on from power ranger. Well, Melissa's back, but you know, as a writer, not as like, um, like a decision maker in part only for well, you I mean, know, the storyline. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's still yeah. a creative. It's just in a different yeah. role. Yeah. In a different True. role. But you had those people at Hasbro and they let them go. But, you know, Jason's moved on to, to Funko and, you know, a, a successful career there, but sure there's, there's passionate fans who, who work at Hasbro, but I don't think that they're fully utilizing the resources and the layoffs were Hasbro's like, look in December, they said, look, we're going to lay off 15% of our workforce. I knew the power Rangers team would be affected, but I didn't oh, yeah. know 
how much it would be effective. And I guess we can kind of segue in, into that right now before we talk about the Lightning Collection issues and the stuff that was revealed during the Hasbro fourth quarter earnings call. What happened in the past two weeks was a, a, a number of layoffs that were publicly mentioned because they mentioned it on their LinkedIn profiles and it just kind of got out there. First off was Amanda, who was the former director global brand strategy and marketing for Power Rangers. And she had that role for about a year. I mean, there was other people that were before her and before that she was a senior manager for action brands at Hasbro, which, you know, included GI Joe and Power Rangers. But you're losing someone at that brand strategy marketing level. And and granted, there's there's other people that have stepped into that role or that are part of it. But losing someone behind the scenes like that, at least providing some of that direction, it's not really a great look. And then more directly on the toys and who were both on previous live streams, Corey, who was a designer for Hasbro, found out through his wife who has also worked for Hasbro or works. I did, was she part of the layoffs too, or she's still, um, I want to say, I think she was still there, but I might be wrong. She's on the star Wars brand. Right. I don't think she got, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure, as sure, of right sure. now. I'm saying, I don't think she got cut, but Corey, and he was a sculptor for not only the lightning collection, but, but other brands as well. But, and he was let go and, and he did a lot of, Josh, do you know specifically what actual figures that he himself worked on or is just kind of um, like an overall thing? I, I think from what I understand, he was very like important towards the like initial sculpting of like the, the default mold for both Lightning Collection and G.I. Joe Classified. I, mm-hmm. I, I got that right. Yes. So he, he, I, yeah, he was more like the first wave and he because he was the master sculptor so essentially the main aspects of the body and how the design process went and the skeleton system essentially is kind of where from what i understand is what he did uh and i want to say he also had his his direct footprint on some of the first wave figures for both gi joe classified and for lightning collection Mm. and then as far as I understand, these the new body types that keep coming out are the new, like the pinless bodies and stuff. I want to say that was also a Corey creation because oh, he was he was master sculptor. So I mean, he's his role was basically make the big pieces we're going to reuse over and over and over the skeleton system and how we're going to mm-hmm. do it. As far as I understand, I know there was one sp- uh, specific stream that Corey was a part of uh, back in 2020 when they revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, wave six and so i would assume that he because he was like holding up all the prototypes of that one so i would assume he probably had a pretty big hand in that wave in particular um unless i just had him show it off for the point of showing it off but i know he appeared more recently on gi joe stuff i think he was even at PulseCon for them so i'm not sure exactly like how much involvement he had in more recent power Ranger figures besides like what chris said with like possibly having a role in the pinless body but um, I know that he had a lot of influence. A lot of these figures are third partied out. Right. Like Dennis on Twitter does a lot of the sculpting yeah. for this stuff. Oh, yeah. Dennis works for Hasbro per project. I don't believe he's actually on like their salaried payroll. He might be contracted right. for a period of time. Right. I'm speaking freely, so I, I don't know for sure. So if I'm incorrect, please forgive me. But I I want to say that's the case. I don't know that there's technically anybody in Hasbro currently that is actually creating these figures in-house as opposed to shopping them out to contracted workers. 
Right. And then uh, just the last one that that we'll touch upon, we touched upon it a, a little bit earlier, but Sam, they were, like I said, literally on the last Power Rangers live stream, and they were a, a brand writer for the action brands, and they were part of the Power Rangers team. And I remember that they conducted uh, the most recent interviews, like with, with Simon Bennett and even with Ryan Parrott and stuff. So they were on screen a lot for Power Rangers and, and part of the Power Rangers live streams. And like, for me, this one hurt the most because I'm like, they were so cool. They they felt mm-hmm. like, you know, one of the people that was super passionate about, about Power Rangers and more than just from a marketing perspective, like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta be hyped up for, for Power Rangers. Like they were genuinely hyped up. And so Sam being let go, I think for me, that was the more like, Oh man, Hasbro, what are you doing? Yeah. I get that's a numbers game and that they have to, they have to lay off a certain amount of people, but man, that, that one, that one hurt. It's especially just such a shame when we actually have like the streams to like put a face to these names and yeah, we see these people so consistently. I can add one more to it too. No, no. Bill, if you like your Lord Zed helmet or your Lord oh, Dragon no! helmet, I remember the, him. The bearded yeah. dude. Yes, Bill was. No! Bill was let go back in October. Oh no! Oh, he was responsible for a lot of the role play accessories in the Lightning Collection. Oh line. come oh. on, that's that's unfortunate. The Lord Zed that is one of the few Hasbro helmets that I own <laughs> because I've got like the Blue Ranger one, and I'm I wasn't impressed with that. He shared a story with me that he had to fight and fight and fight because Hasbro did not oh. want to make it look chromey. They wanted to paint it silver. No, oh man. And he's the oh, he man. fought and fought and said, if you don't quote unquote chrome this, no one's gonna buy it. Yeah. Because it's not gonna look right. I'm looking at my Z helmet right above me right now. I love yeah. that thing. <laughs> that thing's so nice. So yeah, he had done oh. those. And I've I've known Bill for 22 years. Wow. From his time on Transformers and stuff, he's been he's been all over the place. He did GI Joe, he did Girls Lines, he did Transformers for a number of years. He did Power Rangers, he did Ghostbusters, oh, um, he did a lot of Haslab stuff. So yeah, Bill no longer being part of Hasbro is kind of a weird feeling for me. Uh, yeah, because Bill's been in Hasbro since I can since I joined the internet fandom, so to speak, twenty something years ago. So yeah, jeez. God, that that one hurts a little more. <laughs> yeah. I know how passionate he was about Rangers too. And he had such a great personality uh, on, on stream. And Bill man, cared about making amazing products. That Lord Zed helmet. I love having that part of my collection. Just Same. big, gigantic one-to-one Lord Zed. Like, man, it's, it's so good. And it's one of the few of these types of helmets I can actually wear and not feel like I'm getting <laughs> yeah. suffocated. <laughs> We don't have to argue whether or not it's screen accurate because it is. Oh my God. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's like the thing I never knew I needed, you know, and, and the squishy brain. It. I just, it's those little details that, you know, yeah. really pull it off for sure. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> that was a silent layoff round in October. I think they did like, oh, man. Did cut like 1% or something like that. And they just didn't sell, sell anything to anybody. So like right around PulseCon then basically, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, either right before or right after. Boo. <laughs> okay. So I guess since we're talking about mainly the lightning collection and, and the toys, 
There have been several more prominent Lightning Collection quality control issues. And I will preface this by saying that quality control and, and inconsistencies have been a part of the Lightning Collection since Wave 1. Correct. Let's be clear. This line has not been perfect the entire time. But over the past few months, we have been getting some glaring quality control issues. And this main, I think mainly stems from their move to Vietnam based factories where they're assembling these products. And I'm not trying to put blame on, you know, factory workers or anything like that, because they are working under, you know, insane conditions. And, and that's just a industry wide problem where people should be paid what they're supposed to be paid and work under conditions that are good conditions. But the most glaring WTF moment was this Izzy decapitation head issue. Yeah. What? I mean, granted, a lot of what these problems are is, I don't know if it's bad engineering on the side because they're using these like new weird neck joints, which... I hate, I hate how the neck can turn separately from the head, from the body. It's really annoying. It's annoying because it never like lines up correctly. So a lot of people were experiencing this problem where, you know, they try to swap uh, the head because now the lightning collection figures are being shipped with the civilian head on them. And for the most part, I, I like the, the lightning collection heads, especially ones where they actually have a face scan. I think the Ollie figure was announced. He looks exactly like the actor. Is he not so much, which is, you know, a little concerning, but when people are trying to swap out with the helmet, the entire neck and head assembly would come off from the torso and like the torso would just break apart. Is that because these are being shipped during the winter and it's colder and people not warming up their figures before they play with them? Or, you know, is this just a general like engineering issue? Cause yeah, we're seeing just... a lot of it. One person had their entire figure like broken apart when they took <laughs> it out of the packaging. <laughs> yeah. It, it gets to the point where like, you know, I get tagged in these so frequently and <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, how did that even happen? Or like that time force blue that had completely exploded from like the chest. I look at it and I just like, you get to a point where like, you almost don't believe that like they're even real things that happen to these people's figures. But then it's just this sheer amount of them that I'm tagged and that it's like, there's no way this isn't happening, you know? And then it comes down to like, even I had problems with like my blue centurion the other day where I got two right hands and I'm not, you know, faking that obviously. So it's just like, you just want attention, Josh. Don't lie. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) cloud chaser (laughs) but that's how you know like how bad the problems are because i get tagged so frequently in these things that they just all add up and then you go well i guess that figure has that long-lasting problem with it for whatever reason and it just doesn't seem to be getting better it just seems to be getting worse so (laughs) and i think you know it says something when I mean, let's face it, the online community for Power Rangers, we're vocal, but we're small too. But in that regard, when you see more people being vocal from a smaller portion of the fan base, if you extrapolate that, you know, to how many ever figures that they produce, you know, what's the percentage of of broken figures or misengineered figures that are out there versus completely perfect ones? And and some of these like inconsistencies or problems 
are for all of them because it's like a, a deco application, like in terms of SPD yellow with that stupid fan-made badge triangle, which always shows up first in Google search. I, I've hated that thing for 20 years or 15 years. Now, Eric, SPD yellow, I don't think Hasbro's announced that one yet, so... I don't know if we can. It doesn't exist because it hasn't been announced <laughs> according to Hasbro's rules. <laughs> Even though you can buy it and add it to your collection today. Yeah. Because they haven't announced it, it doesn't exist. And therefore, they cannot speak on it. I guess uh, in in Space Silver just doesn't exist like the Walgreens version. But they put it up for sale on the Hasbro Pulse, though. So I oh, think, that's true. I think it can. So I think that's just, true. Yeah. We're going to focus on the Lightning Collection quality control issues, not the ineptitude of Hasbro, because that's, <laughs> well, we'll get to that here in a little bit, I'm sure. When it comes to quality control of the Lightning Collection, there's uh, a lot of different factors that can go into it. You know, I sit there and I try to analyze exactly like, okay, so it's the entire like joint system coming out of Dino Fury Green when you do the head swap. So, okay, what's yeah. the issue on that? Did they not, did the glue not harden fast enough when they were putting the figure together? And so that's what's causing it to split. Or is the civilian head so on there so tightly? Are they adding the heads before they're done drying or before the plastics had a chance to cool? So what's happening is it's creating a, a lock system, so to speak, that you can't pull it out because it didn't, like the plastic wasn't cooled enough before they assembled it to mm -hmm. allow that ability to have it detach off. Um, and so therefore, when you go to pull it, it's revealing the uh, flaws in the glue that's holding pieces together. There's things like that. But at the end of the day, there are things that shouldn't be happening. And I think you're right, Eric. I think a lot of it has to do with the transition from the factories out of China to Vietnam, only because you're going to a whole new system, a whole new factory, a whole new staff of workers, a whole new right. supervisory system, a whole new pay structure, I'm sure. Everything is different, and there's going to be hiccups until they can get everything kind of aligned. I guess the disappointing part to me is... I guarantee you some of these figures, and I, I know I've spoken that previously, but when it comes to noodle figures, right? Noodles being figures oh. that are really, really loose. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is a level, there is a threshold that is yes. considered acceptable. So that one, it's like, well, you know, yeah, they send the sample. Yeah, it's got a little bit of noodle. It's not horrible. Yep, that's going to pass the threshold. It's going to get mass produced. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You mass produce it, the noodles get worse. That's yep. going to happen. Some of the, the stuff being completely, totally wrong that's just lack of oversight and lack yeah. of paying attention and and just that's what happens when you push something on to three other people to do yeah and then you just give it a quick glance and go thumbs up looks good pass it along yep i think the most glaring issue that that i saw that was completely laughable was when lost galaxy green and adam black ranger mmpr when the boots were swapping and like one person <laughs> one person had one boot and the other and then you know another person would be like wait i have the opposite problem and then it was just like this <laughs> funny weird mix match but that's them like literally assembling the figure at the packaging and they have a box of boots i guess and they're just i can see where where the issue comes from but it's like to have that packed and ship out is is very weird and these things like double accessories, I, uh, someone from Indonesia got an SPD yellow and it had like double the accessories. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? what? I, like, I know Z could duplicate in the show, but that's not supposed to happen in the film. Well, it was, it was so funny too. Cause like, I, I think that uh, specific post you were just mentioning there with SPD yellow is like the perfect, like. <laughs> summary of lightning collection issues right now since mm -hmm. that was the very first in-hand photos of spd yellow which is a figure that hasn't been revealed yet even though it's obviously been able to be purchased they teased it but yeah they did tease it yeah 
But so like you have that problem with it. And then the very first in-hand photos have the duplicate entire set of accessories somehow. So which I guess would mean somebody out there probably got a figure with no accessories just based off of how that could have possibly worked out. But it's just so weird. And also going back to the the Lost Galaxy boots that you mentioned, at least in that scenario, it's kind of funny to laugh at because it was in not plastic-free packaging to where you right. could actually see it before you would buy that. But, you know, now that we have the whole plastic-free packaging, it really is just a blind box that you're buying at this point. <laughs> and it's not good. And it really sucks because I got... what? What's the Izzy wave? What's the official number of that wave? 12, 13? 13. Yeah. 13. So I actually got wave 13 uh, a couple weeks ago uh, from Hasbro Pulse because I, I didn't get it early because I know a lot of people got theirs in November, December, but i am kind of been sticking with Pulse. And a whole nother thing was this running wave change where Izzy has like a, there's a first batch, which has the black matte uh, diamond, which matches the Zato figure. And then there's like this shiny variant. I got the shiny variant, which, you know, Josh said in your video, it's, <laughs> it's more prone to breakage. I'm like, Oh, here we go. That's what it seems like. Yeah. I haven't swapped my figure yet, but my problem with that was in that entire wave, I got the shipment of all four of those figures. And I started with the putrid because I knew like this one, no one has talked about this figure because there's no issues. It's based on the old putty body. Like it should be fine. And I slowly went through each of these. Like I had the back of the box just so I could see what accessories that they're supposed to come with. And yeah. You know, granted, I feel like I lucked out, like I didn't have any like major paint issues, like a cross-eyed Zoe or anything like that. I had all my accessories, but at the same time, I didn't play with them too much or move them around too much uh, because I, I was afraid of breakage. And like with Izzy, when I took her out of the plastic free packaging, which is another issue um, because they're using these like rigid cardboard and then they're put into a bag. Like when I pulled Izzy out, like her arms were twisted and that's just like stuffing the figure in the box and her arms are all twisted oh, yeah. and weird. And I, like I had to strain her out first before I fully inspected. And when doing so her torso was a little crunched and this sucks. But when I strained out her back and torso, the paint on her chest for the black diamond, it's like it dried onto the belt part that it was touching the oh, edge of the yeah. belt. So now I've got this like line across, you know, the belly bun region of, of Izzy's figure where the paint like stuck to the belt and it just popped off. And now I'm like, great. Now I have to repaint that. Yeah. I think I had a similar issue on mine where there was like a little chip at that yeah. joint of the belt, but and that's not even to mention the the weird missing face of Dino Fury Green. That was weird. Uh, the one where the arms were assembled on their opposite side. That oh. was a fun one. <laughs> like, you know, you you just mentioned, you know, like opening yeah. the, the Wave 13 figures. Like, I forgot still because I just haven't wanted to deal with it. But there's like a, on my Beast Morphers Yellow, there's like this on the black paint that's on like the outline of the rabbits on the helmet. Uh, there's like a fingerprint or thumbprint of black paint uh, on the side of my helmet. Oh no. <laughs> so I got to clean that up. Thankfully it's like on the yellow plastic. To yeah. Yeah. Clean that up really quick, but it's like, it just looks bad. It looks like, she, it looks like she like dropped her helmet in the mud or something. Oh my gosh. Like a little mark. But yeah. It's so weird. Here's the problem though. When I receive my figures, 
I shouldn't feel like, oh God, what am I going to deal with when I unbox these figures? As a consumer, I shouldn't have that feeling when receiving my figures. I should feel happy that I'm getting my figures and that, you know, confident enough that they're going to be correct and work properly. And am I going to have to do the the hairdryer method? I mean, maybe if I want to swap these helmets, I just, I don't like treating my figures with kid gloves. This feels like I'm dealing with Sentai figure arts and I have to, <laughs> yeah. you know, treat them with a big amount of being careful. So the real problem is too, with some fans that I had to deal with was, uh, the fact that God, Chris, stop. I'm going to remove the editing feature. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here holding back a laugh. (laughs) But it happened to me where I'm encountering some fans and I'm not going to name names, but there's legitimately people out there who've like, oh, all the lightning collection figures I received are great. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Everyone's doing this for cloud. Everyone's a liar. So you finally admit it. I see. Right, right. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like when fans are dismissing other fans that they have legit concerns and, oh, you're too negative or, oh, you're just doing this for clout. Yeah, because I broke my figure just to get a few more likes on on Twitter. What are you talking about? And as fans, we don't need to defend a multi-billion dollar corporation. (laughs) If there's a problem, there's a problem. If you've never received a bad lightning collection figure, great. Congratulations. You are in the 1% of fans who have never had to deal with returning a figure or having a figure break. Hell, the first major problem I had was the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive uh, red and gold Ranger two pack. Just moving the torso broke the hips on my red Ranger. Oh, that's right. And I I had to deal with Hasbro customer service for two weeks until they sent me the actual product and not, you know, a uh, quote unquote price matching. Uh, yeah. Greater uh, equal value. Greater equal value. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that. That was like in the first like three months of the line. That was really, yeah. really early on. So yeah. Red plastic. I love that red plastic. Yeah. <sighs> so I think with the lightning collection issues, it's very unfortunate that it seems like it's happening more frequently. Josh, you even mentioned on Geek Each Week for your Blue Centurion figure that you were missing one of the holsters and one of the hands. What yeah. What was it? Yeah, so I opened my Blue Centurion this past Monday and it had uh, two right holding hands because he comes like default with like fists on in the, in the box. Yeah. And then so you're supposed to get a right holding hand and a left holding hand and I got two right holding hands. And then it just worked out because uh, I posted it on Lightning Fig PR. Within like 10 minutes, somebody responded and was like, well, coincidentally, I got two left holding hands and you need one. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I and I had nice. his right holding hand. So we we swapped hands and we we mailed them to each other. And I actually just got it <laughs> the other day, which is just such a funny thing, but also it's so ridiculous at the same time. <laughs> but, I wouldn't want to deal with Hasbro just for one hand. At, at oh, that yeah. point, I would just be like, oh, well, you know, I well, guess I'm stuck with this. But Especially with like this one, too, because while I could have just like waited to contact them or something. Right. Since Entertainment Earth, I think so far is the only place that has uh, shipped yeah. out Deluxe Wave 3. I, I know Hasbro is not going to have it, mm-hmm. so they're not going to send me that particular figure because of that problem. So I was just like, well, this is 
convoluted to you know mail each other a little hand i guess it works out so still had to pay 26 dollars shipping yeah <laughs> pretty pretty much yay post office yep I think overall, it's very disheartening to see these problems because like you, Josh, I legit love the Lightning Collection. I think the scale being in line with all of this kind of universal six-inch scale, which all companies have uh, moved to. Except McFarlane. Except McFarlane. (laughs) But, you know, I love that I can put my Power Rangers figures next to my Marvel Legends, next to Fortnite figures, and, you know, truly feel like feel like a kid where you're playing with these figures or displaying them showing off these these amazing universes and i know there's quite a few differing opinions on on the civilian heads i love them when they're accurate i hate them when they're like hey like that first uh i'm sorry that first blue zeo rocky was just terrible that was i don't know who that was but that wasn't steve cardenas it's very bad but when they get it right and there are figures like Rocky who get different heads and more improved heads down the line, you know, it's great. I can just put, you know, a different Rocky head on, on the Zeo body and it's fine. But I think all of us, we love the lightning collection because having your favorite team for me, SPD for me, it's pretty much complete, but I would love, I would love a Nova and a cat down the line. If boom. they ever get to it, boom, yes, please, boom. Yeah, yes. boom. Cause I, I think Kelson needs to be immortalized in plastic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. With a nice civilian sculpt. I would love to see a Mick figure. I would love to see a Mick in Ninja steel red, you know, put out a Ninja steel red, three pack of like Dane, Mick and Brody. I'd love together. that. But anyways, besides the point, you know, I think we all love the lightning collection and to see these problems become more frequent and more visible. It makes us feel like we don't want to support it anymore. And Josh, I mean, you, you said something that blew my mind because I didn't even know that you would ever do this. Cause you've been so like, I'm collecting every single thing of the lightning collection. I'm pre-ordering. Every- and now you you've backed off from that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still going to get everything, but I'm just not going to pre-order anything anymore. Right. I start seeing how these, how these figures actually, uh, you know, show up. I mean, certain things like, like the master Morpher is going to be a definite pre-order. Instantly oh yeah. Cause I just, I know yes. that thing's going to sell like crazy. Uh, and I, we don't know how it's being released, but I, I have a, a fear that it's going to be a pulse con thing. So Ugh. if that's the case, then, <laughs> then, then, uh, then, you know, but I don't know. It's just one of the things where it's just like, I look at all these pre-orders that I have and First of all, so I'm always playing that pre-order game of right. I don't get it from the store that's going to get it first. So yeah. it never it never works out anyway. It's just like after a while, you just kind of have to wait and see how the figures turn out before I'm willing to buy them, even though I am still going to get them. But you just have to kind of try to hope for the best, I guess. Fortunately, I do order from Hasbro Pulse. And in some ways, I'm glad that Pulse is getting these figures last because mm-hmm. I saw the stuff with Time Force Blue and how horrible <laughs> that figure was. And I canceled my pre order. I, I saw what all the other fans were dealing with and people in the fandom. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to waste my money on that and cancel my pre order. And I've, canceled a couple other pre-orders recently and i've always been like oh man pre-order like let's go let's do it but i'm to the point now where i'm having second thoughts about pre-ordering and like you josh it's kind of like a wait and see and there's, there's also like certain things too, like the Tango Warrior two pack. I don't want to spend fifty dollars no, on that. No, I'm waiting for a sale on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I still don't even know what the point of that is. Yeah, i lucked out because i kind of had to start budgeting last year mm-hmm 
So like when they were like, hey, the Target exclusive Ninjetti Rangers, I was like, I don't need those. Yeah, I don't need those. And that's really when, in my opinion, the quality control became a forefront in the discussion. Yes. As opposed yeah. to what felt like a one-off, like, oh, hey, check it out. I got this figure and it's missing this or it did this. Those were the first Vietnam figures. So. Those were like the ones that came out where it seemed like everybody had an issue. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I dodged a major bullet there. And then the part that I guess is the most discouraging for me and what stops me from pre-ordering some of this stuff is when it was a figure was missing paint mm-hmm. because of a cost-cutting measure or a budget restraint or just a mistake. That was frustrating by itself, right? But now the figures are coming broken, missing pieces, wrong pieces on top of also having paint issues, things like that. You know, things not actually applied deco missing the wrong deco fan created stuff as opposed to the real stuff. You put all that together and it just kind of snowballs into a why am I spending $24.99 or in some cases $27.88 or in some cases $31.49? Why am I spending that much money on something that I am literally rolling the dice and I can't be guaranteed that one, I'm going to get what I'm paying for, two, that it's going to be right, and three, uh, if I need to refund it and return it, that I can't get the exact same item back that's correct because it has was just weird with how they do that. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I can't. For someone like me, I have three kids. I work full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a ton of time to stop and budget an unnecessary trip to the post office to mail something back, you know, and then hope everything comes across just fine. Like, I'm sorry, I just I don't. I don't. I have to to schedule everything I do throughout the day has to be scheduled. And unfortunately, I usually work during the times the post office is open. So it's just a hassle. And yeah. Anytime right. that it's more than just, oh, hey, this figure randomly came in at something wrong with it and I need to get it returned versus it feels like every figure you're going to get has something wrong with it and you're going to have to return it. Uh, it just makes it not worth it anymore. And no. I, I hate saying that because, you know, I, I'm looking at my lightning collection right now, like <laughs> with aside from a couple teams that I've decided I just don't care for. So therefore, I'm not going to display. Mm-hmm. I have everything that we released. You know, like I, I have just about everything uh, stuff I hadn't bought. You know, a lot of people, Eric, yourself included, were kind enough to surprise me with Christmas yeah. gifts of. So I don't think I've personally bought my last lighting collection figure that I personally bought was Dino Charge Pink. Mm. Oh, wow. And I don't know when the next one, I'll probably the next one will probably be Dino Thunder Black, honestly. But yeah. aside from that, I don't know. I don't know until and until we get something where, you know, oh, hey, look, it's the Silver Ranger and he comes with the motorcycle. Cool. Uh-oh. Yep. They said not to paint his armbands all the way this time. And oops, uh, they didn't even paint some of the plastic on him gold. So it's kind of like, uh, of course, this is coming from me. So, of course, when it comes to gold paint, I am the master of gold paint. <laughs> the San Diego Comic-Con 2-pack Gold Ranger is fully yeah. painted. Every single cuff, everything is all painted gold. The main release one, they skimped on the boot and arm cuffs. Those are not painted gold. Those are just molded gold. That's the only way that I know which one's which when I'm putting them in like my display cases. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the same thing is uh, happening with uh, the Silver Ranger in the motorcycle two-pack mm-hmm. is they didn't paint everything gold. They molded it gold and just kind of left it off, which makes me slightly annoyed because then why the hell, you know, I, I just want I just want a Silver Ranger that's painted correctly and available, you know, yeah. one that you can get. Uh, but but why why do we just why do we have to cut corners like that? Why? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need a motorcycle. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. 
And it sucks that, you know, the people that didn't get the Walgreens release because, you know, there wasn't huge either inventory of those or I don't think to this day Walgreens ever put it up on on their site or one day they put it up one day, one day. Okay. But I go to Walgreens all the time. I've never seen an in-person version of that figure. Yeah, I don't think it ever went into stores, but yeah. You know what the worst part is? The figure doesn't even sit on the motorcycle. You can't even get the figure to ride the motorcycle. So why the hell Come are you putting on. the motorcycle on there? It doesn't? Uh, you can get it on there. It takes some finagling. Better than like Time Force uh, Blue. Yes, That's Time Force sure. Blue is the worst. But it, yes, with Silver Ranger, it's still kind of the butt's down and the legs aren't sitting right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It sucks that people can't get the best version of the figure because it wasn't widely released or widely available. And for a lot of people, if they want the Silver Ranger, like this is their figure. So when I started seeing those comparisons between the Walgreens versus the bike, I was just like, oh, man, what are, you, what are you guys doing? It's not understanding the value or the importance of having an actual accurate representation of the character that you want. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of understanding of the need or the importance of that. You see it on the other teams, right? You see it on Transformers. You see it on G.I. Joe even. Um, well, they'll they'll even go and explain like, hey, the reason we decided not to include this is because we wanted to make sure that the figure would look like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't see that with the Power Rangers team. And I'm not saying they don't care, but maybe they just don't get it, I guess, is the best way to put it. Like, we want the best looking figure we can get and i understand that hey you know this is your way of bringing it out to everybody was to put it with the motorcycle because maybe walgreens still has a exclusivity on the figure by itself so this is mm-hmm. you changing the figure but then then be right. transparent and say so so everyone understands what you're doing the transformers team has no problem coming up being like hey uh we can't release uh you know the sound wave that turns into a tape deck because we gave that exclusivity to walmart and their contract on the exclusivity doesn't run out for a little bit longer so until they do we can't release that toy so sorry i would love that type of transparency for power rangers and then they come out later and they say walmart no longer has the exclusivity on it or they come out and say hey uh the kingdom or earthrise bumblebee that turns into the volkswagen that was originally part of the netflix wave which was exclusive to walmart one walmart's exclusivity on that has ended but two unfortunately the license with volkswagen Mm. has expired but we are firmly in belief that we can renew that license and we can do something with the figure again but so tbd like they'll come out and just say that on their live streams i wish (laughs) i I wish they could just say that stuff. <laughs> Why is the Mighty Morphin Green Ranger missing white diamonds in his shield paint? Oh, well, we, we it must have been the reference photo <laughs> we used. Uh, that was such uh, an awkward that photo has yeah. still never <laughs> revealed itself. And spoilers, because it doesn't. It it doesn't. It's <laughs> it doesn't because exist. and it, it it's not. I'm not poo pooing on the individual who made that comment. I'm not going right. to name it because I don't want to start the whole trade. But right, 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 right. It stems from honestly because they didn't know they this yeah. person didn't know the answer yeah. as right, to yeah. why they didn't do it. Yeah, they weren't prepared for to answer that question. So it was just like a uh, uh well, obviously it must have been because of this because Hasbro can never go on the record and say, uh yeah, we had to you know the budget didn't yeah. allow us to do that or we oh sorry we just we just missed that. They'll never come out and say that. Very, very seldomly will they ever admit yep. to making a mistake. Instead, it's Hasbro is always uh, proud to present <laughs> the best quality figures and the best quality product possible. At times, product may differ from packaging due for numerous reasons and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> It just sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it it sucks. And I think we'll move on from this topic, but I think at the end of the day, and I've said this before, Power Ranger fans want what was originally promised with the Lightning Collection. We want accurate sculpts, a portrait that is accurate to the character for a nice quality at a decent price. 
with all of their weapons and accessories. And it frustrates me because at the same price point, and Josh and, and Chris, you guys are pretty big into the G.I. Joe classified. Josh, you haven't even watched yeah. G.I. Joe and you love the classified. <laughs> you have more classified <laughs> figures than I do. I've got like five or six of them. Yeah. I've never seen a single second of that <laughs> franchise and I have half of that line. So I have over oh 30 God. figures. But for the same price, <laughs> the same price as you get for Power Rangers, you get all these accessories, all these like cool accessories, unique sculpts. And it's crazy because with GI Joe, there is no completely uniform body type across the line for Power Rangers. You would think that this is the most simplest, like, male body, female body, crank it out for five or 16 members. Like that is, you know, just yeah. change a few yeah. details. The only things are, uh, you know, the paint applications, the helmet sculpt and, and the civilian figure and, you know, whatever, if they have unique weapons, Th that's it. Like the body should be nailed down like Pat. And it's just, yeah, it's very frustrating as a fan, considering what what was announced back in Morphicon 2018, you know, that infamous screen where it's like the most accurate representations. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of become a meme in itself in the fandom. But, you know, yeah, it's just like that they made such a big deal with it, like, the, you know, the bold red text and all this stuff. And it's just like, uh huh. Yep, that's that's what's happening. Huh? I think the reason we talk about this so much is because we are passionate and we want it to succeed. I, I want to be proud to say, yeah. well, yeah, this is my lightning collection. These, these figures are amazing. And I can't put rose tinted glasses when the issues are glaring and more people are getting it and it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue. That's where my problem lies is like as positive as, as I try to be, I can't ignore what other people are going through. And while my wave 13 for the most part was pretty okay. You know, I'm, I'm not going to ignore the fans who received bad product or broken figures. In fact, I just feel bad for them because I know that, you know, they were excited for their particular character or their favorite character. And it's, it's wrong. I'm so mad that SPD, every single morpher is wrong. Like except for SPD red, like yeah. as a huge fan of SPD, it's just such a simple detail. And somehow they've managed to screw it up every single time. <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. I, I just, I will never understand Ugh. how that happens. Lazy, lazy, lazy. <laughs> I mean, at the end, of, at the end yeah. of the day, like I, I, that's not to take away anything from any of the uh, third party designers that did it. But at the same time, like there's still an yes. approval process that has to happen with Hasbro. Right. And that approval process obviously isn't going, it, it, someone's taking shortcuts because uh, believe it or not, like I said before, they're working on numerous yep. brands. So right. obviously if I'm also working on Star Wars or I'm working on say Ghostbusters, right? This is a, a new brand that's coming out. Well, not Ghostbusters, sorry, Indiana Jones. There's going to be some pressure to really focus on getting that right because that's going to be mm -hmm. the new hot brand. We got to do that. Power Rangers, eh, it's Power Rangers, right? It'll just do whatever. So yeah, it, it's just that's yeah. just a frustrating part. And and I get why people will get upset about things, and I understand the tiredness of feeling like there's a lot of negativity out sure. there. But I, I think Eric, you said it to me privately one time. There there is a thing, such a thing as as toxic positivity. Yes, when you're so overly oh, yeah. positive and so like almost ignorant to what's going on that doesn't help either you know no. we have to have the healthy middle ground of hey this is unacceptable how do we fix it and not just 
Oh, these people just want clout. There's no clout. You don't get clout for saying these toys suck. Like, right. <laughs> I've never gotten clout for, for being a dick. If anything, I usually get in trouble with the powers that be behind the scenes. Because, like, oh, why are you being so negative? It's like, well, because you're putting out. Yeah. We're yeah. just not going to work with you in the future. That's fine. Don't work <laughs> with me in the future. I can do a lot more damage uh, unhinged than I can uh, with a leash on me, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, and I think that's important to note too is none of us at this point get anything from Hasbro no. anymore. No. I haven't no. received a Power Rangers item for Hasbro in, in two years now. Um, the last time I received something was, was last year for that Dino Fury bundle, but even I had to like work to get that because E1 is just working with big sites like IGN or Screen Rant or or yeah. any of those. So that was literally it was just Dino Fury toys and I'm giving all those away. The last thing I got was PulseCon like 2021, I think. Right. If it was it 2021 or was it 2020? I don't remember. I have the box. It's 2021, somewhere. yeah. Yeah, but th- but that's it. That's the last time they've sent anything. I've gotten mm-hmm. more from Shout Factory than I have from Hasbro. <laughs> I've got more from Bondi from Bondi Japan more than I've gotten from Hasbro. Okay. So that should tell you something. So nobody's in anyone's pocket and this isn't, right. oh, well, they're not giving us free stuff. So now we're going to be mean to them. This is just transparency. I have nothing to gain and I also have nothing to lose. So before people sit there and say, oh, you're just trying to get clout. I don't make any money off this crap. Are you kidding me? I wish I did. I wish I had the the cojones mm-hmm. to to make a YouTube channel and just on something all day long and get all that negativity to follow me and subscribe to me and eventually watch my videos. Um, I've watched videos like that. I've shared yep. videos like that. That's not what I'm about. I, I rant and I rave because I want it to change. And I want people to see that, you know what, there's different ways to do this, to get the message across. Mm-hmm. Please stop messaging them privately. Please stop oh messaging God. people involved with the brand privately about this stuff. They see yeah. it. They don't talk to us for a reason. One, usually they're not allowed Legal. to. But two, right. but two, you're crossing boundaries and you think you're doing something great. You think you're going to be a spokesperson for a community. There, that, that position doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Be careful to not misrepresent uh, frustrations or or right. praise, right? Admiration or frustration through your own personal bias when you decide to contact these people privately. Yeah. I would rather people just not do it. Especially everyone feels this way. Well, well, hold on, buddy. You like you don't speak for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just please stop messaging them personally. Just please stop. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. So I think we'll kind of segue into maybe why some of the declines are happening. Hasbro this past week, three days ago, had their fourth quarter 2022 earnings conference call. You can see all of this transcript, the, the entire call transcript aside from, uh, questions from investors at investor.hasbro.com slash events. And uh, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Leaked lightning collection, MMPR green ranger, Matt head. (laughs) I love your drawing, Chris. That's amazing. Still going to be better than what we get. If they ever release it. (laughs) I think this is going to be part of the thumbnail for this episode. (laughs) 
I have to, I have to save this. Oh my I god! Didn't, I didn't know what I was expecting when I clicked on the chat, but I'm happy. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you can go to investor.hasbro.com/events. You can click on uh, the earnings conference call. They'll give you a PDF of the presentation as well as a PDF transcript. This paragraph, this quote that I'm about to read is what currently Hasbro's thought process with, with Power Rangers. So this is what they said. It's the only mention of, of Power Rangers in that presentation. So, quote, we are in the middle of this transition. And as a result, recorded charges last year for transformation activities, including severance and non-cash asset impairments. In the fourth quarter, this included an impairment for Power Rangers. The impairment was triggered by our focused strategic approach to prioritize other brands in film development in the near term. Although an impairment charge was incurred, the brand continues to generate value and remains an important part of our brand portfolio. Power Rangers revenue grew last year. It is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year with a new scripted special on Netflix, the third season of Dino Fury, and continued development on a young adult scripted series with writer showrunner Jenny Klein and Jonathan Entwistle. It's Cosmic Fury, not Dino Fury, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So... Let's, I, I know Josh, you, you didn't comment this on your video because, you know, you, you said like, Hey, I, I don't know these investors calls, whatever. Yeah. Chris, like <laughs> your thoughts, your thoughts comment on, now, Josh. Comment no, now. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just part of the broader conversation, but, um, yeah. you know, Chris, your, your kind of thoughts on this. Cause I know power ranger tweeted about this and, you know, again, people are running with this in a positive versus negative light like oh every, everything's doom saying from what you know chris how can we interpret this like this this impairment comment so essentially the the way they start this off like you have to you have to read through the business legal right jargon right uh essentially they basically said uh, in the fourth quarter we took a lot of loss and the reason we took that loss is because uh we decided to abandon a lot of projects that we were working on that just mm -hmm. didn't align with what we wanted to do. We we realized that the investment in some of these projects was not going to give us a return that we needed. So we decided to focus on the short term, um, which means the brand they decided to pick on was Power Rangers. Yeah. So what they're saying is that they liquidated out or got rid of um, severance and non-cash asset and pens from basically laying off the team. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Laying off most of the Power Rangers development team on the toy side, as well as shifting resources, attention, and probably budget to other brands that are going to be in the short term, which include Dungeons and Dragons, Magic yep. the Gathering, uh, Indiana Jones, and then, of course, Marvel and Star Wars always, based on what's coming out. Now, they're saying that the brand still has value and they still say that the power rangers revenue revenue meaning overall sales right, right. overall sales group they don't mention profit they actually say power rangers actually lost revenue. the money right, right. Mm -hmm. but they say that more money was generated and they're saying that a lot of the loss that is attributed to power rangers is because of the decisions they made behind the scenes against the right. brand and so while you can take a good news hey they're not saying that the power rangers brand lost money because it sucked they're saying that we decided to take the hit on the power rangers financial side of it 
to focus that money on other things that'll get us money faster. So that's the good news is that it wasn't Power Rangers that caused the loss. The bad news is they still canceled half the shit that they were planning to do Yep, yep. to focus on other things, meaning there is no, the investment in the brand isn't there. The um, trust and confidence in the brand staying power isn't there. We're still an emerging brand after five years. Yeah. If it was something that they felt was going to generate profit and a lot of profit, they would invest into it. But they're what they're saying right here is they don't think so. So they decided to pull the money out of it. They decided to pull the investment out, pull the resources being allocated into it mm-hmm. out to shift to other brands that would generate money, right. um, more money, more profit. So they're not saying Power Rangers is canceled, but I don't know how anyone, unless your your rose-tinted glasses are super thick, I do not understand how anyone can sit here and read this and go, well, this is good. Everything's great. A-OK. I mean, <laughs> the one, you know, the 30th anniversary with the third season of Dino Fury, <laughs> I get it that that's technically yeah. what it is but all your marketing has been cosmic fury so i really wish you would have focused on that and i'm sorry but you know this young adult scripted series uh with jenny klein and jonathan entwistle the last update we got on it was that jenny klein was joining back in middle of 2022 and before that uh 2019 was the entwistle joining it back in 2019 and then in sometime in 2021 i think he finally took the power rangers off his profile yeah those are the last three updates we've had on this project aside from people claiming that they're leaking inside info about it which i'm sorry it's not true and you're an idiot if you believe it i mean Mm -hmm. there there is nothing tangible about this series that exists Right. There's no, they may have an idea, they may have a plot, but Jonathan N. Twistle and Jenny Klein are working through Entertainment One, right? Which is the production side company to Hasbro, which Hasbro is trying to get rid of. And we will link to an article deadline also from this week that Hasbro E1 has a strong interest from potential buyers. They are selling off E1. So what that means, what that means when you relate it back to Power Rangers, okay? So Power Rangers currently, as far as I'm aware, is the only production that is actually E1 driven, meaning Transformers Earthspark, right, is actually done by Paramount with E1 as an advisory role, whatever, you know, helps with the series development. But all of the animation stuff is being done by Paramount and studios through Paramount. Power Rangers is specifically E1 in Power Rangers Productions LLC down in New Zealand, which has existed since the show went to New Zealand back in 2002 or three or whenever it went down there. And um, it's it's not it's not just Becca and Alwyn. Uh, other parts of the story team are from the E1 side, because whenever right. you say yes. written by Becca and Alwyn, you also see the teleplay by like, you know, Maya Thompson or mm-hmm. um, I forget the other guy's name, but that's E1 stepping in with like, hey, these are these changes to the script that you should make, which right. apparently happens a lot. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out there. It happens a lot. But if you no longer have E1, right, they're not selling the Power Rangers IP. Hasbro is going to keep the IP, but it's going to go the traditional way of the way Hasbro used to do it, right? Which mm-hmm. was, hey. We have Power Rangers. We have Transformers. We have G.I. Joe. We want to make a cartoon out of it. Let's shop around and see who wants to pick up the license and pay us money to do it. Paramount. This company does. Cool. Well, here's Mm -hmm. the thing. Paramount had their opportunity last year. Paramount decided only to take Transformers and G.I. Joe. Not Power Rangers. They didn't take Power Rangers, no. Which 
before was part of the exclusivity deal with Hasbro was all of their properties were Paramount exclusives first. Mm -hmm. Paramount passed on all of them except for Transformers and G.I. Joe because I made that joking tweet saying, oh, hey, now Hasbro can get together with Lionsgate and they could actually make a 2017 (laughs) sequel if they wanted to because (laughs) it's no longer. I mean, I mean, it's true. They could. They literally could. They're not going to, but they could if they wanted to. So the future of your Power Rangers entertainment on shows and stuff like that if they do sell off E1 is going to rely on a third party company, another production company coming in and saying, we want to pay Hasbro millions of dollars for the licensing rights for then for us to spend millions of dollars to produce a show to get a return on it. And you have to convince me, not just Mm -hmm. these production companies, but you also have to convince me that there's someone out there who thinks that the Power Rangers brand as it stands today is viable enough where they'll get a return on it to spend probably tens of millions of dollars for the rights and then to produce something. And that's after Hasbro saying in this call that it's not generating revenue for them. The amount of money or, or the amount of money overall. Yeah, yeah. there was the short term profits from other brands were more important than the overall revenue yeah. from Power Rangers. Right. So right. in my mind, as I see all that and I read all this, my thought process is not so much what's going to happen this fall on Cosmic Fury or what's going to happen April 19th and once and always. Those are already done deals. Those are happening no matter what. Yeah. It's what's going to yeah. happen in 2024 and 2025. If E1 does get sold at that point, Unless Entwistle and Klein are specifically through Hasbro, not Entertainment One, but through Hasbro to then, you know, do a writer's room, so to speak, like they used to do with the Transformers movies, which never really panned out. Let me tell you, there's really nothing there because all they're going to be doing at that point is shopping a script to somebody. And someone might be like, oh, well, Netflix will do it. Netflix is already doing it. Netflix literally, from what I understand, Netflix did uh, with Hasbro put some money down for once and always to make that happen. But uh, otherwise, Netflix is a distributor. That's their deal. They're not a pumping money into it to make it happen kind of thing. If they were, I'm sure Amy Joe Johnson would be on board in a heartbeat. But and I know um, we've joked about on this show before about about Netflix money, but that's really not the case at the end of the no. day. No, it's it's they're distributing the show. So I mean, they are putting money into it in the sense that yeah, they're going to host it and distribute it across the world. But they're not. It's not a Netflix produced show. Right. It'll say a Netflix original because it's originally available on Netflix and nowhere else. But Netflix right. didn't produce it, so to speak. It was still an E1 yeah. Power Rangers LLC productions or whatever. So I don't see Netflix as a necessarily a viable partner unless Netflix is seeing a return where they want to want to invest in it at that point. Like the like you saw with like Voltron, for example, mm-hmm. um, or with Cobra Kai when they took it over from YouTube. It's going to take something really awesome and, and a really cool pitch to get, in my opinion, a company to jump on board because what's the difference between Power Rangers and and Marvel and DC? What's the difference? Money. (laughs) (laughs) Or or visibility or popularity. Yeah, Marvel's all over the place. In DC, you know, they're generating excitement. Those are iconic characters. You put Batman, Superman, even Wonder Woman on and anything, it'll sell. Power Rangers, unless it's Mighty Morphin, and that's always been its crutch, and I know people get so sick of hearing that phrase, but unless it's Mighty Morphin, the casual audience just doesn't care. It really doesn't. And you're going to have to figure out a way to tie that all together to make it work. And I don't know that there's necessarily any company out there that wants to go toe to toe against 
a Marvel or a Star Wars or a DC uh, or whatever the new hot current series is going to be that that kids are flocking to uh, on top of video games already. So in today's day and age, I don't know Mm -hmm. that there's going to be a path forward. I'm sure if there is, someone will do it. Hell, Haim Saban could always pop back up and license out the show. <laughs> he could. He really could. He could license out the show. He could do that. Um, he I won't wait because... for the Super Neo Saban era. <laughs> so the Super Neo. <laughs> it's super, Ultra Mega. Super Super Neo Saban Force. That we got to make sure Force is in there. Uh, for me, I and it's not doomsaying. It's just being realistic. No. Like if I'm a shrewd businessman, like okay, so yeah, I'm gonna sit there and say I think I. I think I know different ways to make Power Rangers viable again in today's market. That's me being cocky and egotistical and being like, yeah, I think I could figure something out that would make something popular. But there's people out there with actual, you know, actual business degrees and and marketing degrees, masters and doctorates in marketing, and they can't figure this out. So yeah. Whatever the future is going to be, I don't know. But I, unfortunately for Hasbro, I don't see them prioritizing this brand going forward because uh, the only thing that's happened since they've picked up the brand is a viewership on TV went down to a point where it became a Netflix special. And then their bragging rights were that it was in the top 10 for two weeks. Yep. And that was their bragging mm-hmm. rights on Netflix. And toy sales continue to drop. Lightning collection. People say, oh, I can never find it on shelves because it's selling so well. Most stores are usually getting one to two cases total per wave for the entire right. lifetime of that right. wave. Yeah. Uh, because they're not selling has repulse when we were able to see the shopify source code because because <laughs> oh that was fun because oh wow um gi <laughs> joe and transformers were pre-orders were in the thousands and power rangers pre-orders were in the hundreds mm-hmm. so serpentor sold three runs of over nineteen thousand figures yeah that's nuts i don't think dino fear green it took dino fear green like i want to say two weeks before it even cracked a thousand well then like i remember back then too it was the street fighter ones that were selling yeah, Street Fighter ones are oh, like the number yeah. one. Hand over fist, yeah. 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 And then the UK couldn't even crack 100 on the figure pre-orders. And that's not being a doomsayer. That's just telling that's you the literal facts. facts. That's right. just yeah. telling you the facts. And yeah. so if you want to take that as doomsaying, then, then that's kind of on you right there. But the reality is, is that the brand we love and we care about, again, no one loves it as much as we do. Yeah. Meaning to us... We want it to succeed. So every little success is a huge success, right? And every little and every failure, failure is a giant failure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always going to be that way until the brand gets popular again. But at the same time, like you have to react that way almost because yeah. you have to understand that even the littlest defeat or the littlest failure could actually spell really big doom and gloom. Um, right. It's important to know that the only two Power Ranger items listed in the 2023 hype catalog for investors yeah. was the Zap Astro Megazord God. and the Dino Fury Gold Ranger Morpher. That was it. Literally got a press uh, release that was like, <laughs> hey, hype up these 2023 items. And for Power Ranger, it was two I- those two items. Now, granted, G.I. Joe had zero. So that's sure. important to note. Oh, that, that is interesting. Hmm. But I mean, Transformers had a page and a half. Uh, Nerf had a page and a half. Marvel and Star Wars didn't have anything, I don't believe, or very little. It was all in-house stuff. Take that as you will. Like they're investing in the Zap line. That's where they're really investing the stuff into. And I think they're seeing a decent return on that. Yeah. I don't think that's in, in fear of going away. And I don't think the Lightning Collection's in fear of going away just because it is so incredibly uh, cost efficient to create because it's literally the same figure three times in different colors with a different civilian head and maybe a different accessory if you feel like it and then two figures for the female body i mean that that's it really it's a very very cost friendly line all you're doing is changing the amount of the color plastic you're injecting in that's it 
I mean, how that's like a dream come true, which is depressing that therefore the quality continues to suffer like it does because yeah, yeah. it sucks. And it takes me back to when people were like, oh, you know, Hasbro wouldn't spend $500 million on the Power Rangers brand yes. if they didn't want it to succeed. It's like, well, well, to that point, you know, I've heard a lot of talk just in fandom about, oh, well, someone else can buy the Power Rangers brand like Hasbro will sell it off to the why would Hasbro sell off one of the number one boys action brand that was under Bandai? Why would they sell that to a competitor when they can just sit on the brand like they've right. set on with mask, like they've set on with other properties and they can bring it up whenever they want. Cause it's in their catalog when they feel like exactly. doing it, they're not going to sell the Power Rangers brand back to anyone. It's not going back to Saban, but like Chris said, Saban could license it. I would still love to have Hasbro license the toy rights to Bondi. I think that would be <laughs> that would be my dream come true. I would I would just, I would giggle and laugh the whole way. And and the important thing is, so people are like, well, you know, would Hasbro ever consider selling it? And here's the thing: the only reason Hasbro would ever consider selling it is if they can somehow estimate the money that they would gain from selling it would be more. Than what they the, can already do with it, right? Right. It would be would be more than what money they would. I have to figure out how to word this right. So it's like if I make more money selling it than I would if I sat on it and didn't produce and didn't compete against it. You know what I mean? Because if you right. sell it, you're eventually going to have to compete against it. So if right. I can, if I, if my estimates show that selling it to you, I'll still make more money, even if by selling it to you, if you buy it from me and make your own toys and compete against me, then yes, maybe I'll consider selling it. But like you said, like they'll never, they're never just going to sell it to sell it unless somebody comes knocking on the door, like a Haim Saban is like, Hey, I'll give you 750 million for it. And even then, I mean, Power Rangers can easily be estimated at a billion dollar brand uh, Mm because it used to be if they want it to be, if they exploit it correctly. And the fact that they have it on YouTube and it generates income on YouTube is actually kind of a scary thought. But that alone can it can inflate the numbers of the brand's overall value. So TLDR, I don't believe there's a future where they sell it. I believe the future is they continue doing small base collector lines, right? Like Zap, maybe Lightning Collection, but I see it moving to an exclusive format or maybe like a Fortnite where it's just kind of like, surprise, here's some more figures. Uh, Um, Please no. As someone who loves Fortnite, I was like, oh man, Hasbro getting Fortnite. God zero promotion don't know when the figures are coming out it's like surprise here's this wave like where the hell did this come from like or like exactly. uh yeah Paternia posts about like ones that are canceled and stuff too and they never even oh. say anything yeah it was even off the last pulse or whatever i i just i yeah. feel the future of of the majority of the brand is licensed out to third-party companies like three zero mezco mm-hmm. super seven to fill yeah. those gaps and collector lines i just i feel like that will be the future i i unless something cool happens unless once and always hits and is super, super popular, which I think it has a lot of potential Potential. to do so. But even then, if it it does, does, it's still going to take 16 to 18 months to reflect that change. Um, Which means you wouldn't begin to see the the ripple effects of that until 2025, probably uh, in merchandise. Mm -hmm. So I feel personally like the future of the brand really hinges on what once and always does. And I yeah. almost feel like Hasbro's waiting for that as well, because mm-hmm. if it does do great and it gets a lot of positive word of mouth and positive press right, and, and it's, right. it's, and it stays on Netflix trending, it's, if it hits number one, holy crap, if it's number one, they're, they're going to lose their mind. Yeah. But then you'll know what your future of your brand is because yeah. it'll just be mighty Morphin. And as much as I hate to say it, I almost feel like it needs that 
to gain strength and viewership and consumer loyalty again before then branching off and exploring other things again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying I, I want that to happen, but I right, feel like yeah. for the overall health of the brand to continue to to succeed and to still be something that's unavailable until shows, I almost feel like you have to just take your face and bury it in that mighty morphin splash of water and just let it drip all over you and smother you and cover you like a chocolate pudding bar and uh, i'm so distracted right now my kids are making so much noise outside. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just i know we hate mighty yeah. morphin and i know there's a subsect of the community that's like oh stupid mighty morphin i'm so sick of mighty morphin it's like you understand that like that's the only reason we have anything we have because of mighty morphin. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. We talked about the doom saying and all that. I'm getting a lot of comments about that or seeing a lot of comments about that and oh, the negativity and oh, the sky is falling again. It's like, yeah, the reason and it's not it's not doom saying. It's just, I think it's just being realistic with what we're being told. And and like Chris said, every victory is huge for us, but every small disappointment is magnified because we've had this past experience of Power Rangers being kind of like the underdog for whatever company holds it. That's just us as long-term fans seeing the trends and seeing how it goes for the entire history of this brand. Power Rangers has always been an underdog, except in those three to five years when it was all Mighty Morphin. They'll never catch that lightning in a bottle again. And they've been trying to under three different corporations. <laughs> so it's not doom saying it's just, look, we're trying to be realistic and set up real expectations for ourselves as fans. Like I love power Rangers. I've done over 300 episodes of, of this podcast. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, I don't do that because I hate the brand. You know, Chris right. doesn't do what he does with Toku nation. Josh, you don't do what you do with Toku topics. If you hate the brand. And I, I just want people to know that all of this comes from a place of love. And the reason that, you know, some might see us as, as overcritical or, or might be negative. It, it's not negativity. It comes from a place of love. It is, we're trying to be realistic and we're trying to set up decent expectations. And I think that's what the fandom needs. The fandom I think in the most part of it needs to set realistic expectations. I love power Rangers with until I'm 90 years old, you know, until I'm on my deathbed, I will always love power Rangers for what it's done for me and my love of it. But I have to set up real expectations of myself that after the 30th is power Rangers going to be a huge priority for Hasbro and by extension, me probably not. And I think we just have to set realistic expectations for that as fans. So we don't get hugely disappointed. And when Hasbro does something amazing, then, then we can really freak out and it'll be genuine. That's why I'm trying my best not to get super overhyped for once and always, even though everything I see coming out of that makes me even more hyped. Like I'm trying (laughs) to temper my expectations because I want to just drown in watching this special with my friends and just collectively freaking out at how amazing it is. I want that experience. And whatever happens in in the future will be because of this 30th anniversary. And 
As a fan, as a long-term fan, I just want Power Rangers to go for another 30 years. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could have said that any better. You summed it up perfectly. <laughs> Let's ask my two-year-old what he thinks. Cameron, do you want Power Rangers to go on for another 30 years? Yeah. Yeah? What's your favorite color? Uh, green. Green? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the color yellow? <laughs> This is about the part where I have to go. Yes. <laughs> I think we're wrapping up. Chris, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Um, On the internet, usually. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely check out the Dads Are Dorks podcast. Yes. So we have a podcast, me, uh, Mason, and Tyler MC. We do a podcast called Dads Are Dorks, where we talk about our lives traversing the geek culture while also being dads. Uh, and how that all intertwines together. And our, our most recent episode just came out. Well, when we're recording this, just came out with Eric actually on it. And then by the time this episode comes out, we should have another episode right behind it, really, I think. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. That's on Twitter at Dads Are Dorks. And then I'm at Toka Chris. Awesome. Thank you, Chris, so much for joining. I know you <laughs> <Yes>. got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's nap time. So we all right. Go. So I appreciate you guys. Josh, awesome to hang out with you, Eric. Of course, always. Yeah. You're a coward for not giving me access to the <laughs> show notes. <laughs> behind the scenes, no one knows, but behind the scenes, I've been requesting access and writing. Like first, it was like fun comments, and then it just became like derogatory comments at Eric. <laughs> it was a time. Uh, all right, see you, Chris. <laughs> all right, see you guys. <laughs> and then Josh, where can people find you? So you guys can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Living Ranger Key or at Lightning Fig PR. And of course, all of my content over on Toku Topics on YouTube. Why didn't you highlight the breaking news that you yourself just announced? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're going to mention it at some point. So the um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, this is like late breaking. So news. I'm sitting here, you know, we've been talking here for like an hour and a half or so or whatever. And I see Joe from Illuminati just post this picture of the Omega Rangers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all, all I've wanted is the Omega Rangers for the last three years. Finally. So, I'm sitting here on my phone and I get a, a DM from uh, one of my, my sources. And they're like, Joe posted it. So go ahead. And so I go wow. to the So, yeah. Uh, an Omega Ranger four pack is in the works for the Lightning Collection. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> right? Go. I know. I know. Uh, unfortunately, awesome. since it is a uh, multi-pack, there won't be any uh, civilian heads for these, unfortunately. Oh, boom. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I know we'll preface this also by saying it's not Yale Omega Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this the is original, this is the original Kia. version. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not to say that, you know, a Yale figure couldn't come down the line, but finally, finally, Omega four pack. I'm super excited to this. And you can bet because Death Ranger come out, that was so popular of a comic and people were freaking out with that on yeah, social media. Yeah. At some point, we're going to get like a stand. It, it might be a Yale Death Ranger two pack, like finish the Omega team. Yeah, we don't know. I think that'd be great. I mean, Yale yeah. be also just the perfect like deluxe line release. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. the, well, that's the only way you could do it. <laughs> but yeah. like, oh, and then they could do like swappable claws because oh, Yale has yeah. the, the trident claws as his weapon. Oh, right. I'm oh, excited. Man. That's yeah, awesome. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited for this, this four pack. Oh man. Yeah. Fun fact I'll share here. Um, Cause 
see this always happens i get like permission to post stuff like right after a lightning storm you know right right so, but um this was actually shared with me on it was christmas day i woke up and one of my sources was just like merry christmas <laughs> and just like shared this information <laughs> and i was like oh okay but yeah so i i don't know how it's being released i have and i i literally have no actual information on it whatsoever but i yeah. bel- i have just a feeling that like master morpher and Omega four pack could either both be or at least pulse one exclusives. Be, be pulse, yeah, pulse con exclusives. Okay, I don't um, know for sure. But they just kind of both have that kind of feeling to them. Sure, absolutely. I don't know. I mean, depending on how it is, I might get two Omega Ranger packs. <laughs> I love those designs so much. So do I. I mean, I love the comics. I love the arcs that are going through. Josh, I know you're not the most up to date on the. <laughs> <laughs> on the comics but uh, i have been working on it i yeah, just get yeah. um i would be a long time till i get to it but i just got mighty morphin volume six in the mail the other nice day. nice so. yeah I, I saw that awesome yeah and i think to answer your question like power rangers volume six comes out i knew it's pretty soon i have like all my wish list or something so. <laughs> i had my document open let me let me get that open real quick because i i did have it up while you're opening that one thing that is good about Omega's being a four pack is that uh, uh, historically multi packs have had uh, at least consistent quality control between the teams. So, yes. <laughs> at <least> so <laughs> <there's that. laughs> yeah, at least I don't have to worry about, you know, the, the gold paint being off on all of <laughs> right, those or, right. or they'll at least be all the same. So Power Rangers volume six actually comes out March 8th nice. to your local comic book stores. And maybe I think a week earlier in uh like amazon and all that stuff so but josh thank you so much for joining always a pleasure to have you on the show and also with chris so ranger nation let us know what you think if you have questions you can email us at ranger command power hour at gmail.com check us out at rangercommand.com. we have a listener survey and a contact us form that are always available uh we're also very open uh, to messages on our social media channels uh, you can find us on twitter at ranger command ph and at on instagram and facebook at ranger command power hour all one word so josh chris amazing having you guys on the show and we'll catch you on the next ranger command power hour Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.